Hey guys, welcome to episode 10 of the Payday Podcast. My name is Caitlin and I'm here with my co-host Sergio. What's up? And we're here to teach you about the everyday financial terms and concepts that affect your paycheck. With the recent events of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, a lot of people are reconsidering starting a family right now. So this payday, we're going to discuss the cost of actually having a child from the day of conception to the day of birth. Now, remember, we're not financial experts, so we're learning these things right alongside you, and we'll try to explain it as easily and thoroughly as possible. Thanks again for joining. This is Payday. It's a real, it's a real jam. Yeah. It's like you hear it at the club and it's so loud. It's like your chest is like moving with it, you know? (laughs) Something like that. What's up, everybody? Hey, y'all. July. It's July 15th. Yes. This is the worst part of the summer. It is the worst part of the summer. And it's also episode number 10. Yes. The big one. Oh. 10. Do we have a party? We are having a party right now. Ten. High five to us. We've made it. Woo! Ten episodes. We literally high five just said. I know. You heard it. Like, mm-hmm. Awesome. We're here. Episode ten. Let's thank the sponsors before we get too far into this. Uh, Wavespace Audio for the music. And they are actually starting their own live stream show on Facebook beginning on Monday. Mondays at 5 p.m. Central Time. So check out Wavespace Audio. They do a lot of, everything they do is original music. They do a couple of covers, but mainly original stuff. So they're going to, they're going to do some live in-studio stuff in their like studio studio. Oh, way more like. Yeah. Like professional. Than what we have. Yes. Something like that. (laughs) Also, thank you to Young Ideas Dish for all of your dish and Google product needs. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks guys. So we're here. We've made it 10 episodes and we're starting to get a little serious now. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. We, we hit that hump. Now we're like, you know, we're like, when you're going up the roller coaster, and now we're like, okay, we're at 10. Yeah. Now let's get serious. Gotta be serious. Money is serious business, Sergio. It's it is. It's not fun. It's serious. What we're talking about next is serious business. Yeah. It's life-altering serious business. And when you say life-altering, you kind of you kind of hit the, the nail on the head there. So... If you have been following along and listening to our episodes, you guys know that two episodes ago in episode eight, we talked about the total costs of raising a child in the U.S. from birth to age 18. And if you recall, um, that cost in the U.S. currently is a little over $233,000. And I called BS on that. You did. It's way more than that. And now there's inflation. Well, if you spoil your kid. Then it's even more. Let's not even talk about that. Okay. Okay. But, you know, this payday, we are going to dig into the cost of actually just birthing a child in the U.S. So everyone's heard, you know, about a month ago, we had the recent Supreme Court overturning of Roe v. Wade. 
Um, and with that decision, I think a lot of people that were considering starting a family are now reconsidering that decision. And I won't get into, you know, the politics behind all that, but I thought it would be really, really interesting to talk about the cost of just birthing a child. And, and like you mentioned, inflation is at an all-time high. It's the highest it's been in the past 40 years. And I think in general, a child is becoming, you know, more and more of a far-fetched fantasy for a lot of middle to low-income families. So it's no longer like necessarily a, an attainable dream or it's something you have to think, you have to consider more. You know, it's not as simple. As yeah, it. not every pregnancy is just going to be, oh, yay, this is awesome. You know, I'm financially ready to have this, even though I wasn't planning it. It's not like that anymore. No, because we're not we're not financially ready for half the stuff going on right now. I wasn't financially ready for this influx in gas prices. I can't. Hey, it's going down. It is. It is. But still. Shout out to four dollars a gallon. <laughs> you think it's bad now. It was worse a month ago. Yes. Ugh. All right. So let's, let's start going into this. So I pulled up some stats that I wanted to go over and some of these were pretty eye-opening. I had no idea. So right now, currently in the United States, this is the United States I'm talking about, the average cost of a vaginal birth or what we would consider a normal birth is $13,024. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, do one more, like that. that's a lot. Um, that includes standard pre and post delivery expenses, such as, you know, your facility fees and your doctor fees. Jeez. Yeah. It gets worse. Yeah. No wonder so many people, you know, have at home water births. Like, good Lord. Um, okay. So that's just a vaginal birth. But, you know, a lot of women have to give birth via C-section for a lot of a lot of different reasons. It's a very common procedure. But a C-section is so much more expensive. So the average cost of a C-section right now in the United States is $22,646. It's $9,600 more. It's $9,600 more. Well, if you think about it, the doctor's actually, you know, cutting into you, lifting out your intestines and putting them on the table to get to the baby. I won't go any more into it, but yeah. I didn't quite realize that they pull out the intestines. They, they pull everything out to get to the kid and take the baby out. So you put everything back in, close you up. I mean, for $9,600, that might be a pretty good deal then. That's not bad. I didn't realize that. And I was there for a cesarean and I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I, mm -hmm. I wasn't looking like that. Like, oh, what are they doing over there? All right. So... I, I did see in in the, the notes that I read that a good $10,000 chunk of that is basically what the hospital charges mm -hmm. for both of those uh, instances. Now, remember, if you have health insurance, um, how much you're going to pay for childbirth is going to be determined by your plan's benefits, whatever your insurance plan's deductible is, your co-pays, and, you know that can affect how much you're going to pay for the doctor's services mm -hmm. and even the hospital room you're in. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at all these things you got to consider. Dang. Yes. Yes. It is a whole like investment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what's crazy is that 99% of all births in the United States take place in hospitals. So childbirth is the most common reason for hospitalization in the U S Dang. Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. 
And so if you're thinking about all these costs and everything, remember, if you give birth in a hospital, you're going to spend at least one night there. So any services you're receiving from the hospital, whether it's fluid, you're getting help from nurses, um, any procedures that are going to monitor you, you're paying for those minute by minute literally as you're in there. And that's only for vaginal births. If you have a cesarean or a C-section, you're typically in there for two to three days because they have to make sure you're healing correctly and you don't get an infection. I think we were there when Andrew was born. She had a cesarean. I think we were there for four days. And uh, I remember the, like they had it, they give you like a little plan. This hospital was really nice. And they're like, hey, here's your schedule. And they said the last night, we're gonna take your, your son from you for a couple hours. And you can rent a movie. They had like a little pay-per-view thing that like you can rent a movie. And we're going to bring you steak and lobster dinner. And oh, like, my gosh. No, like this is included. It's your first moment, like your first night out. It's like, no, it's not included. You've taxed me on that somewhere. I've paid a lot of money to watch a movie. I paid a lot of money to watch World War Z and have like Chili's equivalent steak and lobster. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, by the time you have the kid, remember, you're only being charged for your services. Once the kid is born, you might have to pay for stuff for that kid, like fetal monitoring, any postnatal care your kid might need. Um, if anything's going on, they need to monitor again. If they say, we need to keep your kid for a couple days, mm -hmm. make sure he can breathe fine, whatever. Well, that's that's what even I, more money. That's exactly why we had Andrew there a couple of days, too. Was one, she had a cesarean. And two, he had a little bit more jaundice than they would like. So they said, well, we need to keep him for a little bit and, and monitor him. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, now it's not just mom that they're taking care of. They're taking care of mom and the kid. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a, you don't get a discount because there's two of them. And you don't get a discount. It's not BOGO. It's not buy one, get one half off. And you don't get a discount because he's a partial human. If anything, you pay more because he needs more care. Specialty care. Yes. Mm -hmm. so. so I added this cool little uh, graphic in here. Sergio, that kind of just details the routine hospital costs for certain delivery charges. So I thought it would be cool just to go through it so people can get an idea of what you're paying for each separate service. So a mother's hospital charges combined is looking at about $2,700. Routine obstetric care. Did I say that right? Obstetric. Obstetric? Obstetric? Sure. Like obstetrician, but shorter. Oh, I'm horrible. <laughs> That's going to be about $2,100. That's anything they need to do to, you know, ultrasounds, to monitoring, anything like that. Uh, baby hospital charges, $900. Anesthesia, $900. Laboratory tests, $500. Any prescriptions you may need, like painkillers afterward, $200. Radiology, $200. And any other vaccines or preventative care is looking at about $40. And that's, so it totals to $7,540. And that's, that's saying that that's like the cheap end. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have any problems. You don't run any hiccups. And that's, I believe, this came from someone with no health insurance. This is literally out of pocket. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. So, this is pretty pricey, and the kid was just born. Yeah. So, the, and this is just the the hospital. This is, like, the big moment. Mm-hmm. This is, like, when your kid is born. Yeah. This isn't anything leading up to the nine months to get to that point. We're going to talk about that next. But yeah, this is literally from the time your water breaks, you get to the hospital, to the time you have the kid and you get to leave. Now, that's if your water breaks. 
if they have to break your water for you, I'm sure that's an additional charge. Oh yeah, if they induce you, mm. oh man. If they that we hit, we got induced. So that's a whole other we we spent um like she was in labor for like I don't know twenty hours technically before like they induced her and then before she actually gave birth it was like twenty hours. So yeah, it's not like you just walk in and it's like hey I'm ready to give birth. It's like we're gonna try to do this the old fashioned way with a little bit of help and if it doesn't work we're gonna take the kid so yeah we spent we spent like a, a day in the hospital before we even had the kid so i had to pay for that too <laughs> mine's higher <laughs> my bill was higher no wonder your kid costs more <laughs> it does all right so if that didn't scare you enough that's just again the day you have the baby in the hospital next i want to talk about the pre and post pregnancy costs associated with pregnancy. So I thought, you know, the first thing that came to my mind when it comes to pre-pregnancy costs are maternity clothes. Obviously women who are very pregnant need maternity clothes. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, I, I don't see maternity sections in every other department store I go in. I feel like I have to go to a maternity store. Most of the time, yes. You know, it's not something that's just on the shelf next to the regular stuff. No. If you go to like a department store, if you go to JCPenney or Macy's or something, you might find a small maternity section. But yeah, for the most part, they have like maternity stores. Mm -hmm. So I looked online, I, I researched this. So in the U.S., the average person will spend around $500 in maternity clothes per pregnancy. So that's about 50 to $60 per month just spent on maternity clothes. Mm. Okay. They're buying something new. Yeah, because you grow. Like, whatever you start off with is not what you end in. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't realize how, how fast a pregnancy goes by. But yeah, you're probably needing new stuff every three to four weeks. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Oh, my gosh. And it's kind of sad that you can't just get them anywhere. That's kind of upsetting that you have to go somewhere special for them. Because they want to charge you more. Yeah, but I mean, how is that any different than like just buying an 3XL large shirt at Walmart? Well, like that the, would do the same thing. Well, like the pants are different, for example. Because the pants have, like they still look form-fitting on you, but they just have that thing, the elastic on the on the belly so they you know you can wear them so it, pants are a little different you can't just throw on like a pair of like sweatpants or yoga pants because they're gonna fit you funny i guess now you can yoga pants might be more like maternity clothes they're very stretchy yeah i guess i was only thinking about tops so that's my bad no like like maternity pants like they look like regular jeans and they fit like regular jeans but then they have like this big old elastic band that goes around your belly because you gotta hold them up somehow <laughs> and they usually get held up by your belly. Free belt. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right. So the next thing I thought of when it comes to, you know, pre-pregnancy costs, obviously are going to be things like doctor's appointments. While you're pregnant, you're going to be visiting the doctor a lot for checkups, for ultrasounds, for any shots you might need. Um, obviously, I do not know anything about pregnancy and I do not know every single thing you might have to go to the doctor for while you're pregnant, but you have to pay for the services you get every time you go. And I think you have to go quite often. Well, you have to think about it. You don't just have one ultrasound. You have a few. And then if you want to know the sex of your baby, 
that ain't free, I'm sure. You know, like if you wanted, because some people, well, obviously the ultrasound will show you the image of if it's a boy or a girl, but then some people want to know before you can really tell. So you have to pay extra for that. And then if you want to, you can do a test where you can see if the child's going to have any kind of issues medically. That way, if you decided you wanted to terminate the pregnancy, you could. There's there's blood work they can do to determine like, hey, this kid may have, uh, let's say, Down syndrome. Or this kid may have some kind of um, hereditary issue that you have. So at that point, like the parent can decide like, is it going to be worth it to this kid? So yeah, that's like a whole battery of costs and tests. So yeah, it's not just, it's not just an ultrasound. And then if you have any kind of medical conditions, Myrna had high blood pressure, like really, really bad blood pressure. So she had to go more often than, you know, a normal person may have. So that, that was extra cost for us. Yeah, this kid's been costing me a ton since he was before he was born. Oh my gosh, yes he has. <laughs> All I know is that, the, like you mentioned, whatever you're going in for, for whatever service, the average the U.S. the person pays in the United States for a prenatal visit is anywhere from ninety to five hundred dollars mm -hmm. per visit, and mm. people typically have seven to twelve prenatal visits over the course of a normal pregnancy. Ouch! Ouch! Ooh, your wallet felt that. Man. And a lot of those times, if everything goes right, you're really just going in so the doctor can say, everything's good. Bye. Mm -hmm. See you next time. Yeah. Give me your copay. <laughs> Thanks for your copay. All right. So this next thing I want to talk about, I think you could you can talk a lot about. But, you know, when it comes to new people and new families, bigger families, having more kids, a lot of people need to get a new car. Yep. You can't have your little, you know, two-seater sports car or motorcycle anymore. You got to trade that in. You, yeah. get, you need something, you know, efficient. You got to be efficient and you got to have enough room for this little human. Um, I, I sell cars for a living, so I've seen this before and obviously I've lived it. And yeah, it's one of those things where in the, especially new parents, I think new parents take it like a little bit more seriously or maybe they freak out a little bit more because they're like, oh, it's the first kid. I got to have this. I got to have that. But everybody says by the time you get to the second or third kid, it's just kind of like, yeah, we'll be fine with what we got. But that first one, you want everything right you know because you also feel like people are looking at you family members and friends and they're like oh are they doing this right do they know what they're doing so yeah you know you'll go from that sports car to a sedan or you go to an suv or even a minivan i said oh to that minivan but well i saw that the average cost for a, just a common suv in the united states is thirty five thousand mm -hmm. dollars yep it, it's Prices of vehicles have gone up 33% in just the last year. 12 months, 33%. It's more than that from two years ago when COVID first hit us. But yeah, and so and it's one of those things where SUVs are more expensive. They cost more. Um, they cost more to fill up with gas. Your insurance is probably going to cost more. Uh, maybe go down. If you're in a sports car and you're going to an SUV. Oh, good point. There's a good chance it'll go down. Um, if you're really like a safe parent and you want like a safe car that's got all the safety bells and whistles, your insurance might go down because you know, when it's just you, you're not really thinking about the safety stuff. You're not thinking about 42 airbags and you know, adaptive cruise control and blind spot <laughs> monitors and all that. But when you become a parent, you start thinking about those. So maybe you'll save money on insurance. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Well, with a new car, you know, if you're looking for more space, if you're growing your family, sometimes you need a new place to live. 
Um, so a lot of people might need to move to a bigger house or maybe they need to upgrade from an apartment to a house or whatever. Or maybe they're just upgrading to a bigger apartment. Yeah. I mean, if it's just you and your girlfriend or you and your wife and you guys are good in a one bedroom apartment, well, now all of a sudden you have a kid, that one bedroom apartment doesn't make sense. And that's something that you have to change pretty quickly. Like you realize really quick how small of a space you have when you have to buy a bassinet and a crib and a high chair and all like some people I've known people personally that are like, Oh yeah, we're going to be good with this one bedroom. And then they go to babies R us and buy a bunch of stuff for the kid. And they're like, Holy crap. We didn't realize how much room we were not going to have once we did this. It's like, we have to get it up. We have to call our apartment and be like, Hey, can we upgrade? Can we get a bigger one? You know, it becomes like a sense of urgency because I've seen a lot of people panic and be like, I'm not going to have enough room. I need to move. Like right now, I don't want to live like this. Before the kids even showed up, they realized they don't want to live like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's something to consider. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, mentioning the state of the housing market right now, we, we talk a lot about the housing market um, in our previous episode of the Payday Podcast. So you can go back and listen to that to learn, you know, how hard it is to get a house right now because houses are being purchased right now in cash 30% over asking price. So keep that in mind as well. You know, you're going to need a, a lot of money saved up just to have, you know, enough of a deposit to put down on a house. Mm-hmm. You got to consider all that. Mm-hmm. And then there's still other stuff you got to consider. You got to consider supplies. Yeah. Diapers, bottles, baby clothes, toys, crib, car seat, stroller. There's all this stuff that you still have to buy. And that's like $1,000 right there, at least. At least. And, you know, I didn't see online any kind of like, you know, here's a list of everything you need to get your newborn. There's nothing like that that exists. But just getting those few staples, you're looking at, yeah, at least a grand. Well, here's the thing you need to consider, too. Um, like, for, for mom, sometimes you need, like, prenatal vitamins. And, you know, certain medications just for them. Like I said, Myrna had high blood pressure and she had really high blood pressure. So like that took into consideration. Uh, she ended up taking a lot of days off, a lot of sick days. So, you know, you gotta take that into consideration. We didn't have short-term disability for her because she wasn't supposed to be able to have kids. By all accounts, we weren't supposed to be able to have kids. So she never got short-term disability. So a lot of people have short-term disability. So then when they're out, they have, they can take that as their pay. Well, we didn't have that. We just had to save up for those eight weeks that we were out of, that she was out of work. But you got to take that into consideration too, is do I have, do I, you can't get that once you're pregnant. You have to have that beforehand. So if you have short-term disability, if you have maternity leave, if you don't have that, what is sufficient to save up to get you through that time? That way you don't have to work and you don't feel stressed out about, oh, I got to go back to work faster, you know? And then something else, kind of an oddball, is uh, like utilities. I, in my house, we were freezing to death. She, when she was pregnant, she was hot all the time. My electric bill went through the roof because it was hot. I mean, it was hot as hell outside and it was freezing in my house. Just all kinds of little oddballs. Food cravings, you know, you, go, you buy a lot more weird stuff and you spend more money on food because mom's eating for two. Sometimes mom wants to eat steak when steak's not necessarily in the budget, you know? <laughs> you got to think about those things. Like, there's all kinds of stuff that 
that gets added on that's just like oddball wildcard add-ons. That makes sense. That really does. Yeah, you don't realize how much money you're going to spend until you're in it. And you're just like, you're just looking at the bank account. You're like, gosh, where is all this money going? And this kid's not even here yet. <laughs> yes, they are a drain on your economy. Um, And, you know, I know we covered a lot of, of stuff that sounds like downers in this episode, but our intention is not to talk anybody out of having a kid. If that's something you're considering, by all means, it's your life. Do what you want. It's your wallet. By all means, please go live your life. Have your kid. But if you have not thought about these things at all, you need to. Yeah, and I, yeah, and, and I, I'm not going to sit there and say having a kid is horrible. I love my son to death. Again, we weren't supposed to be able to have kids. Um, but it's just one of those things where I wish somebody had sat me down. And and I was, how old was I, like 31? When yeah, we had, you weren't like a teenager no, or something. Yeah. But it's even scarier. I think it's scarier when you're that age because you're very aware of everything. When you're young, you're very naive to it. And you can kind of like, oh, we'll get through it. When you're older, you like panic a lot more. <laughs> like you have a lot more sleepless nights because your brain really is wired to like worry about those things. I just wish somebody had sat me down and been like, yeah, this is, these are other costs that you're going to run into. Yeah. Yeah. Something, you know, I am nowhere close to having a child myself, but if and when that day comes, these are definitely things that I will have to consider and look at. Because now I, I, I ugh, psh, this has turned me off for a while. Are you crazy? I need to go to Europe first. Good Lord. <laughs> How am I supposed to pay for Europe if I'm spending oh, maybe $20,000 possibly at the hospital? Sheesh. Uh, we have another episode to talk about that would <laughs> that will tell you how you can make more money. Oh, man. <sighs> All right, guys, it's now time for Sergio and I to give our own personal advice about today's episode content, or what we like to call our two cents. Okay, so for my two cents, um, you know, if you're a person out there and you're considering getting pregnant and having a kid, um, first of all, in a post-Roe v. Wade world, please look up the laws in your state. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to do, but just just understand medical things may happen. And if you're in a situation and you become pregnant and you have to make a difficult decision, please know the laws in your state and where you can go if there's certain med medical procedures you need done. Um, because if that were to arise, even if you're not planning it and you have to travel out of state, how much is that going to cost you? Gas, plane train whatever Ho hotel hotel depends taking time on, off work depends on how far you have to travel yeah so so that's just something to keep in mind in a post roe v wade world for now so i just want to throw that out there um along with that if you let's just say you live in a state where everything's good cool um even if you are going to have a kid what call your insurance and get quotes for every single procedure that you may need yes for, for your, if you have insurance, call your insurance agent and say, okay, if I were to give a vaginal birth in a hospital, how much would that cost? How much does IV fluid cost? How much does um, an epidural cost? How much does a cesarean cost if I end up needing a cesarean? You know, how much does all this cost? Because 
you need to have an idea of how much money you need to have saved up to pay for this stuff ahead of time. And if you know ahead of time, it might be easier for you to make that decision if you're ready to have a kid. Yes, I 100% agree. Yeah, and the insurance thing, those people hear this every day. You know, childbirth is something that's very normal and they deal with it all the time. It's not oddball. That's probably the simplest call that they'll get if you call them to ask them about childbirth. All that stuff streamlined now. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, they have a, they got a form and they got a template for everything. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask too many questions. I mean, that's literally their job. It's their job to tell you how much everything's going to cost you and how much exactly they will cover. So but, ask them. But then, again, that is probably the simplest phone call that they're going to receive that day is you calling about childbirth because yep. it, it gets done a million times. Mm -hmm. So here's my two cents. Um, there's not a right or a wrong time to be a parent. You know, not to get uh, religious or anything, but in my opinion, when it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. But make good financial decisions, like everyday financial decisions, leading up to whenever that moment might happen in life. If you if you do well for yourself now, and you take care of your money, you take care of your finances, by the time it happens, you're going to be okay. You know, it's going to be no different than if you have like a sudden illness, if you lose your job. That's the whole point of being financially prepared is for uh, a life altering event, which is what childbirth is. Having a child is a life altering event. In my opinion, being prepared for that is no different than being prepared for losing your job, for getting sick unexpectedly, all that stuff. If you have, if you make good choices, it's not going to be as big of a shock on you. At least I don't think so. It's still going to be a shock. You're never ready to be a parent. <laughs> but your wallet. Your wallet might be more ready. Yes. So. <laughs> oh, that's great advice. Well, I have done this before. Y you have. I have not. You're, you're the expert. Here. I, yes, <laughs> I am an expert. All right. We hope you enjoyed the 10th episode of the Payday Podcast, a podcast that educates finance to all brought to you by everyday people. Our next episode is going to be released on August 1st. So again, if you have a financial topic that you want discussed on our show, you can send us an email at payday0115 at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at payday0115. Thanks so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Later guys. Bye.